0: Putting a national lockdown, stay at home orders is like ho- house arrest. It's the, it's the, it's, you know, other than slavery, which was a different kind of restraint, this is the greatest intrusion on civil liberties in American history.
1: We must clear away the twisted web of lies in our schools and classrooms and teach our children the magnificent
0: truth about our country. We want our sons and daughters to know that they are. The citizens of the most exceptional nation in the history of the world. Hey, everybody! Uh, I'm Jared Yates Sexton, and uh, I'm the co-host of the Muckrake Podcast. I'm here with Nick Hausman, my uh, my favorite co-host. Uh, Nick. I I don't even really know technically how to do this. I don't even know how to start having this episode go off uh, in a a reasonable direction because we live in unreasonable times. Uh, Undoubtedly, so you're going to hear this on Friday, so undoubtedly you have uh, caught up on the news at this point. You've seen the rolling madness that is the Trump administration. You have Donald Trump uh, declaring that he's going to sign an executive order that is going to order patriotic education which uh, sounds a whole lot like re-education camps and fascistic brainwashing, you have the attorney general of the United States getting wild, man. I mean, Bill Barr is just um, saying things. He's feeling (laughs) himself right now. If he he was a basketball player, he would be in the zone, but the zone is madness. Uh, (laughs) Of course, has now said that um, COVID uh, safety precautions are the equivalent of slavery, uh, not to mention a whole host of things. Nick, we, we do this podcast uh, twice a week. We've done it for months now. We've been predicting that we would get to this point. Unfortunately, we're to this point, And now that we are,
1: I am beside myself with um, horror, sheer horror. Well, you know I, we I have been saying, we've been saying for a long time that every time we sign off, we know it'll get worse by the time we record the next podcast. But what's interesting is that it's, it's been very surprising how they're making it worse day over day. And this one is definitely the big surprise here, I think. And I think Barr definitely is the wrench because I didn't know that there was a contest for shittiest person on the planet. And apparently there is. And Barr is really, you know, he's in it to win it. He, he
0: really is, I said feeling himself. Which is what's happening here, right? Like, we have a guy, and like in the Trump administration, I want people to to kind of get this. Like, you have a lot of people in the Trump administration, I mean, like Rick Perry. Rick Perry was handing out contracts left and right to his friends. You know, God knows who over here giving out bribes, I'm sorry, penances, whatever we're calling them in the news nowadays. We got other people who are trying to destroy the EPA from the inside. These people are more than happy to do their grift. Right. They're happy to go to work. They're happy to bilk the American people, take as much money as possible. God knows what corruption we're going to be unveiling for decades to come. Right. I mean, it's going to make the teapot teapot dome look like a bingo game. Meanwhile, Bill Barr, the attorney general of the United States, who literally believes that he is the agent of God. He believes that he is clearing the way for a theocratic future which is an authoritarian dystopia for everyone who's keeping track it is the handmaid's tale not to be hyperbolic or to you know bring it down to a base minimum he is not just happy like making sure that he's perverting the wall or perverting the law he is out there not just saying bullshit he is out there like really out in front of the parade right now i mean he is um there's an ambition and an evilness and a malevolence to this person that I think is um, beyond shocking.
1: We, we have to parse where he's coming from because we understand that Trump doesn't believe most of the things he says and does, right? He's motivated by money and greed and power. But Barr is a wild card. He he could very well truly believe that these things are true, that he's saying, that he's railing against. I mean, he just lit his entire Department of Justice on fire uh, yesterday, describing them as these, you know, as if they're the the lowest uh, people in the totem pole who are trying to decide all of the policy for the entire department. That's not how it works. I get to decide everything. Like, he's really talking like he's a king, certainly of his dominion. Um, So that's really, really troubling because never before have we had an attorney general that weighs in on things like this. You know, I'm going to throw this out there, Jared. He didn't compare the safety measures from COVID in Pennsylvania or wherever we're talking about to slavery, right? He he did say that it's the worst violation of, of uh, civil rights since slavery. So he's, there is a, a little conflation here, but I'm not so sure that he's comparing it to that. But nonetheless, it's the most tone-deaf, ridiculous co- comparison. It's kind of like when you know people will take uh, horrible uh, and, and rightfully horrible uh, offense when you use like the Holocaust as a as a comparison to something else as well. Um, and besides, it's not. I mean, the worst thing about this is it simply is not. This is simply a measure to help people from dying. And, you know, it, it it just reveals that he really doesn't care about that either. He is simply he's all in for Trump and what he's trying to do. Now, the only question I have for you is, is this all tied into because I'm I'm on the uh, opinion that Trump is doing this to win the election so he doesn't get to go to prison. I wonder if Barr feels the same way. And that's what this is all tied to. I- I think Barr is,
0: is of the mindset. I, I, I think he believes he is so holy and above the law. I mean, he has served in Republican administrations for decades now. These are not people who go to jail. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, they are not people who expect themselves to go to jail.
1: How about C. Mitchell, John? I mean, right, right.
0: right. And I think there is a certain point, particularly when uh, uh, Ronald Reagan gets into office, that they suddenly believe that if they are part of a crusade, that they are beyond reproach. I mean, mm-hmm. Oliver North could not be reached for comment. I mean, we should have him on the podcast. That, that would be a rollicking good time. I think that Barr literally believes that he's on a crusade. And what you just said is interesting. He did say that it was the biggest infringement on civil liberties since the Civil War. What does that leave out. <laughs> uh, because yeah. let's 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 take a cursory glance at what that statement means. Let's let's parse that out linguistically, right? So that means that in the 1860s, that was the last time where someone had their civil liberties infringed on to this level. Um, we are looking over the creation of a monopoly state by Robert Barons. We're looking at a period of time where children were in sweatshops, where people were dying left and right in industrial accidents, being maimed every single day with no minimum wage, with no, um, you know, anything even approaching a, a welfare system. I, wait, you I don't know.
1: want to hear. That's our history of our country. I can't oh, who I'm not would to be that? subjected to the, to the history. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry I'm giving you an unpatriotic education right ah, that's the yes. problem here is I am giving you an unpatriotic education oh by the way there's a weird thing that actually happens after the robber Baron age which is um what is it what uh, is it is it about women oh yeah where women are subjected to horrible abuses they're also not able to control their own bodies or for a long time vote yes. then we also have and then we also have a bunch of African-Americans who are not only hunted down in the streets and in their homes, others are hung for public spectacle. Others are, you know, the the subjects of mob justice. We also have protesters who died in explosions in mass riots who were hunted down in the streets. Um, we also have LGBTQ Americans who are una- unable to live their lives in public because they are hunted down. They are murdered. They are kept from living their lives in an open and free way what he said is telling because what the trump administration is doing is it is trying to roll back history to the 1950s and in the 1950s there were a lot of important very useful things for um, white supremacist and that was an era where we didn't look at these things with any sort of an investigative eye i want to say something a really quick thing that came out yesterday It was a survey that said that nearly two-thirds of U.S. young people do not know that six million people died in the Holocaust. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That history is going away. Today, Donald Trump stood in front of the nation. And by the way, as a person with a recent book that uh, talks about the actual history of America versus the weaponized myth of America, I thought this was interesting, which uh, thanks a lot for this bullshit, Donald Trump. Um, He came out and he said he was going to sign an executive order that makes sure that... A patriotic education is, is taught in America's schools, which is propaganda and brainwashing. We also have another member of the Trump administration who put out a tip line that says that if you know of teachers who are teaching an unpatriotic education or race theory to report them so they can be investigated. This is not an exaggeration. This is fascism. It is fascism. We are living in a want to be aspiring fascistic society.
1: Are you aware that the federal government has no power over curriculum in schools? Just, you know, that's, FYI. That's not what the president told me, <laughs> I know. I know. There, there, is, there is no legal path for him to institute anything like what he's talking about right now. Well, the question, because here's how they're going to work it, right?
0: What will end up happening is it's, it's an enemies list. They will either take away funding, Right. Or, and by the way, this is this is a shoe that's getting ready to drop. How many predictions do we make on this show that come true? All of them. Yeah. Well, it's easy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know if it's going to happen before, but it's going to happen in the next few months. And what we're going to find out is that agencies like the IRS, the FBI, are targeting so-called dissidents. Right. That that they're being they're being harassed. They're all this stuff. So if we have a tip line that's saying this educator is teaching unpatriotic education, which, by the way, is a lot like the Hitler Youth, whenever you were having children turn in their parents and their neighbors. Right. And that's also how you gird an authoritarian society. If we have a situation like that, he'll take funding from schools, he'll take funding from communities, and they will harass these people. And that is how you get a state where people are manipulated into giving up the rights that they have. That's what happens with an authoritarian state.
1: All right. There's so many things to address. I don't know where to start, but let's do this. Uh, the notion that people don't even know how many people died in the Holocaust, it's always been a big fear as the years go by, we get farther and farther away from World War II and we don't remember. Now, certainly in the Jewish culture, and uh, you know that is, it's a constant reminder, certainly in every year we have a commemoration of it. So you would think that that would necessarily get forgotten there. But um, it, it is really concerning only because if we are living right now in a fascistic society and we've already forgotten the lessons we needed to remember from World War II, then this is like the path we're on sort of to get back to that. And you would say, well, no, that's, that's ridiculous. This is America. This, that would never happen here. Well, you don't have to travel very far, Jared, to find evidence of things that happened and atrocities that happened in World War II by the Nazis with women in ICE detention facility or AA facility having hysterectomies without their consent. Yes. minor procedure. They wake up and they decided without telling anybody that they just just removed their uh, reproductive organs. This is... You know, it's not alarmist anymore. It really isn't. And it's rooted in it, But it's all rooted in what you're saying, that we are trying to whitewash and forget and eliminate what we remember from history as a way to give us uh, permission to, to repeat the atrocities. Well, let's talk about that. Let's get a
0: little bit more unpatriotic education. And I say this. I And, and you know, I. I'm getting older. I am in the middle of this societal uh upheaval just as you are i want to say this and i want to say it without any hyperbole and i mean this this isn't alarmist this isn't reactionary this isn't trying to pad our downloads or our listens or sell you a product i want you to hear this and i want you to understand listening at home that i mean this this is like early 1930s germany that's what this is That's where we are right now. You need to understand that we're in the moment that people look at like Nazi documentaries and they say Why didn't somebody do anything? Mm -hmm. Why didn't anybody do something? Obviously the writing was on the wall How did people not know and here's the reason that we're in this situation? What you just said about these hysterectomies that are happening in these detention centers, right? It's not just Nazi Germany. It's America. It's America leading up to World War Two, we still have laws on the book that allow, um, like, you know, lawful um, sterilization, right? We took a bunch of people that we looked down on people who were poor, people who had mental problems, people who had emotional problems, and courts decided, particularly the Supreme Court, that they were, quote, unquote, imbeciles, right, that they w- they shouldn't be allowed to reproduce. And if we didn't let them reproduce, we would have a better society. Well, guess what, we did that. We did that by the thousands. We don't learn that history, do we? We don't learn that history in school. And why? Because it's shameful. So now that it's repeating itself, unfortunately, we don't have any frame of reference. You know who learned from our history? Germany. They brought over the eugenicists And they were the people who helped them set up their eugenics program. They're the ones who helped set up the entire basis for the so-called master race. Okay. It was America. And then Germany learned from America. They brought over our eugenic philosophers. They brought over all of these white supremacists and they learned from us. Okay. That patriotic education, that quote unquote bullshit patriotic education, wipes all that out of, out of the history. Right. Because what happens? when you wipe that out you can't stop it later you don't have a frame of reference you don't have the vocabulary you don't have the state of mind to understand what is happening right in front of you and that's what these sons of bitches are doing right now and we cannot let it happen we are at a moment we we were at we were on a precipice of something really really bad and we need to call it what it is it's right. fascism
1: and it's our last free and fair election it could very well be um now it's a su- here's a subtle shift i want to point out about how they've begun the process of criticizing the 1619 project and wanting to get rid of it because remember this happened a few weeks ago yep. this wasn't out of the blue Yep. Um, they didn't – They at the time, a couple of weeks ago, they didn't really say anything about the veracity of what was in the 1619 Project. They weren't really criticizing that. They simply were like, we want to make sure that we know all the good things about our society or about our how we were founded. Well, can I just quote – read a couple, couple quotes from Trump today in his uh, – in his, uh, what do we call these things now? Because they're not press conference. I mean, ram-
0: rambling, rambling. Thorazine hour. It's a Thorazine hour
1: because this is what it was when he's reading. But he wrote, this is what he said. Uh, this is, you know, we know this is uh, Stephen Miller uh, special. This is, quote, We must clear away the twisted web of lies in our schools and classrooms and teach our children the magnificent truth about our country. The left has launched a vicious and violent assault on law enforcement. Oh, I'm sorry, that gets into law enforcement. Let's let's stick to the to the uh, classroom. So now they've they they've shifted this to lies. OK, so suddenly the, what we're reporting right. or what you're reporting in the 1619 Project about slavery, which has been we, we know is fact, is now that's lies. It's very subtle, but that will yep. speak to the, to the people that follow him and begin to dismiss now. So now you're seeing the very well, uh, you know, conscious decision to morph this into the, the slavery was a lie. You know, right? The, the Holocaust and, is a lie. Those are the things. And just
0: they, to give, just to give this context, I, I people really need to go down this road. This is the logical map that we're looking at, right? So, with "quote unquote" patriotic education, or basically, we're going to teach American exceptionalism and manifest destiny, right? Okay. So if you're not on board with that and let's say I don't know you're part of the 1619 project or I don't know You have a book that just came out that retells the history of America and what actually happens. What does that make
1: you? That makes you a like a, a political uh, no, it makes you a, a uh, You're violating the law You're violating the law and not
0: only are you violating the law, but you're betraying your country, aren't you? hmm And isn't your country at war with that? It makes you a terrorist. It makes you Antifa, which he tried to turn into a terrorist organization. And when you start playing those linguistic details, and by the way, do you remember when the Bush administration was trying to torture American citizens during the War on Terror, right? That's the route that this goes down. That's how you end up burning books. That's how you start going after dissidents in the street, and you say that they are enemies of the people, which Trump has said left and right. He says these people who lie should be prosecuted. He tells you what he thinks. He tells you what he wants. None of this, not a bit of it, has been hidden it's all been right out in the open and this and by the way this you don't have to dig very deep for this it's exactly what's happening and what you just said in one paragraph explains the mindset and the plan of
1: these people and because we are a bit, you know, we, we focus on history a lot in this podcast, like this indoctrination word is nothing new. This has been around yep. since the 70s or at the earliest. Which is interesting because when you're describing the 50s as like the ground zero, which, by the way, does that mean you're, are you are you accusing Arthur Fonzarelli of being a, a white supremacist? I think he's an immigrant, right? So he doesn't count. I think I think the Fonz
0: was more of a person who united people. I, I, think he was, I think he was pretty open-minded.
1: Yeah, he was. Now, the, the irony would be that, like, uh, Mr. Cunningham could easily have been swayed to this, you know, and, like, you know, uh, <laughs> gotten his shotgun and, and been afraid of uh, people who were, uh, you know, protesting. Um, that's probably all completely sacrilegious. Excuse me for the happy days, folks. But um, the 50s. So think about that. The kids are born in the 50s. Then you get into the 70s where they're now the parents. And this is that's the ground zero for this indoctrination. And, and I, as I recall, correct me if I'm wrong, it, it was it used to be surrounded by about the environment, right? Like the environment was a thing right. back then. Earth Day was invented then, and uh, they really wanted to make sure kids understood the value of our environment. And I remember that right. was when uh, this the railing of this happened. Now it also expanded into the Great American Melting Pot and how everyone is welcome from the other countries, and that's what makes us so great. Do you hear Trump talking about that at all? Do you hear any kind of notion of a melting pot, which is what you know it made our culture such a vibrant, uh, valuable thing across the world? I, I don't. I don't think I hear him say that ever. I hear shit. Well, hole. there's a fun.
0: There's a funny thing that happens when you read um, works by people like Benito Mussolini. And that is where he tells you that the ideas of pluralist societies and liberal democracies and democracies and equal societies and shared and open societies, how those are actually poisonous. And so you should completely tell people to disavow them and move away from them and towards, um, you know, the worship of state and ethnicity and, and those types of things it's fascism. Fascism is a rejection of shared open pluralistic society. Trump would never say that diversity is a strength. I would love I I would love somebody to track down and see if he's ever said the word diversity. Like in his entire career. And by the way, he has been in the public eye for what 40 years now. I would love to know if Donald Trump has ever said the word diversity.
1: Well, we d- we do know he's he's sneered the phrase uh, politically correct which sure basically, you know, gives you your answer because that's what he would say. Oh, you just politically correct stuff. You can't, you know, diversity or whatever. I'm sure, you know, that's what he would say. Then he would go assault affirmative action and all sorts of things like that. So um, I I think he's revealed himself enough on that front. But the problem I think is that it's like, it's it's just become so reversed as well because, you know, what he ended up saying at the end of his speech, I thought was interesting because it's what we're saying about them. You know, he says that the... um, To silence dissent, to scare you out of speaking the truth, and to bully Americans into abandoning their values, their heritage, and their very way of life. That is what the left is doing. Now... Remember we heard Drill Ford in Network and how he was really, you know, uh, intent on saying that everyone is good people, you know, the Democrats and Republicans. Here is the president right now laying it out. And by the way, he's done this for several months now as he's ratcheting it up to get to the election, where he continues to show, A, first of all, he already says he doesn't give a shit about blue uh, cities, you know. He's like, take the blue cities out of the COVID uh, numbers and we'd be awesome. Our, our numbers across the world wouldn't be, wouldn't be really committed- low. He committed genocide in the blue states like like let's
0: let's let's quit wringing our hands about this. He committed genocide in the blue states. He said it would be great if a lot of people died there. It would hurt the Democratic governors and Democratic politicians. And then he sent life saving supplies to the red states. And then the only time he actually like sprung to life and paid attention to any of this shit was when the red states and our people got attacked. I have a question for you. uh, Because what we're talking about right now, there are people undoubtedly who are either listening to this podcast or they're on social media right now, and they're always trying to status quo Trump, and they're always trying to, like, tamp down fears. And they're undoubtedly saying, oh, this is an election strategy. It's just an election strategy. This is the way he's behaving right now, and maybe if he won the one re-election, he would go back down and it wouldn't be. Do you believe for a second that there is any give in this guy? That, that this won't get worse after November? And that this won't multiply? That right now what we're looking at isn't a
1: precursor to something larger? Do you believe that for a second? Well, the 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 point that they're trying to make is the kind of point you would say during a primary when, you know, yeah. you're like having to move way left in the primary that, oh, don't worry, they're going to move back to the center when they run the general. That's that kind of talk. Right. This is nothing like what we're talking no. about there at all. And if you need to look at anywhere in particular about why we're already on that path, look at the judges. It was just reported today. I was reading an article in USA Today about it where they, they're appointing judges who are like 30 some years old who will be on that bench for decades and decades, and he might have already done the damage. McConnell, and already, they, they got like six new judges approved yesterday. In the midst of everything else, they can't get done. Somehow the Democrats can't put a, a monkey in that wrench. I don't put a wrench, in, what is that? Whatever that phrase is. Um, and can't get that stopped. It's, it is unheard of. And you know what? I have a feeling that if Trump loses, they're gonna probably try and get more judges through in the interim before the the, the uh, inauguration for, for Biden. Um, and these guys are not qualified. They're completely partisan. In fact, the guy, they called him out because he, he declared, just like Barr was saying, that uh, the measures they're in putting in place to save lives in Pennsylvania are unconstitutional. That is, every He's been condemned on both sides for something like that. And these are the kind of judges they're putting in. This is the legacy. That, that, that's probably more of the alarm that needs to be sounded than anything else at this point because we're going to live with these guys forever.
0: It's so hard. To not just walk and chew gum but walk and chew gum and carry out three juggling acts at once while riding a unicycle but that's what this is i mean what you just said about the judges is exactly true i also want to bring this up so they have painted every democrat as a criminal as a pedophile a satan worshiper part of like a, a conspiracy part of a criminal network do you really believe for a second that that isn't going to turn, and, and by the way, like maybe they would leave people alone if they just didn't use their rights, if they didn't speak up, if they didn't use their freedom to express themselves, freedom of assembly or whatever. But if we go out and if we protest, if we go out and we speak against this, they've already shown they're willing to kill us. They're willing to brutalize us. They are, and they've done it by by, by the dozen in this whole situation. Like they're going to arrest people. They're going to make these paranoid conspiracy theories real. You want to talk about like bullshit like QAnon? Like, I understand they're always like, oh, it's so crazy. They're waiting on the storm. No, that's their that's their story that they're going to tell. If you think that they're not going to round up, quote unquote, dissidents and opponents at some point, look at what they're doing. What Trump said today, this patriotic education bullshit, let's strip it bare and talk about what it is. It's brainwashing generations of children. They are trying to create a stranglehold on reality for political and profit purposes that will last for generations, right? This isn't about November. This is a much larger project with much larger and longer consequences. And people have to disabuse themselves of the idea that this is an election-like election like strategy. It's not. It's a way of life. It's the way they want to rule this country.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that they can't get a plural, plural, uh, plurality of votes ever yep. is, uh, is telling that they're able to still do this anyway. And, you know, if, if there's ever – maybe there's a, there were unfounded fears that this kind of rhetoric has any influence over the base or over people living – just any people living in the country. And we don't know. We don't know if it's an influence. And in, you know what, Jared? I'm kind of pissed that we don't have the ability to bring somebody on the show that might have actually been – to some of these rallies and seen the effects of just what he said in the moment, right? It wouldn't it be nice if we could have someone that could actually speak to that and per- we've seen that up close and in person. I don't know
0: that they I, – I, like the idea of talking right now to somebody who is in on this was a problem. Do you know what I mean? Like, like even the idea of starting to share space in that regard, I – I don't know, man. I'll tell you the truth. I reported from Donald Trump rallies back in 2015, 2016. Oh, come Um, on the show. Well, I mean, here we go. Okay. So I I, I reported from them for a couple of years. And, you know, people used to say to me, they were like, were you ever scared? Were you ever intimidated? There were times that I was threatened. There were times that I was followed. There were times that threats were, were, were thrown out or whatever, and things got really, really bad. I I need people to understand this. It's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. It's gotten exponentially worse. This thing doesn't go backwards. This, you know, Pandora's box doesn't close itself up. You know, once the genie's out of the lamp, it doesn't go back. Like, this thing is on a trajectory.
1: It doesn't get better, Jared, without a lot of effort. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. they, if, if it was even neutral, if that's the thing. If Biden kind of comes in to sort of like run, r- ride the wave and sort of be in, in the middle, whatever, that doesn't get any better than what, what we're describing here. We need to be extremely proactive in, in combating what's been the damage that's been going on so that we can reverse it and get back to somewhere and back, get back onto the some sort of progression of, of improvement in this country. That's another worry because, again, the status quo, or getting back to whatever it was in from twenty fifteen, isn't necessarily the best thing either. Well, I I, I want to say this. I've tried because these are
0: trying times. I've tried really hard whenever I talk about these hard things to talk about the moments of hope, and I want to I want to I want to boil it down to this because this is important. Trump's talking about a quote unquote patriotic education. Here's a reason for hope. It's so transparent and it's so desperate, Nick, because they don't they have to create an alternate reality that has no relationship to the real world in order to not even win elections because they can't win elections anymore. Right. They have to create an alternate reality that destroys objective reality and preys upon the worst instincts of human beings to even get within sniffing distance of being able to steal an election. There are so many more of us, and the truth sounds so much realer than this bullshit, than this propaganda that this this carny huckster is trying to feed us right now. And they're trying to do it by intimidation. They're trying to do it through violence. They're trying to do it through oppression of people. Do you know how weak that is? Do you know how just unbelievably pathetic that is that they they can't even like stand on the laurels of their beliefs? They can't even compete in the marketplace of ideas. They have to offer violence to anyone who doesn't hear what they say and just immediately rolls over and shows them their belly.
1: These people are weak. They are vile and weak. And yet here we are. I want to be positive. I really like it when you do that. It makes me feel good. And, you know, it's just I'm going to vote and I'm going to make sure everybody I know votes. And that's going to make me feel better uh, in this very, very, very short term. Um, But again, just winning this election is not going to do it either. That's the only that's the that's the problem here. There's so much work to do.
0: I agree with it. I keep saying there's three steps that I think that we need to follow. One is to get educated because it's like this. A patriotic education. I mean, the kryptonite to the patriotic education is truth. The truth is the antidote to these people. It's what cures this poison. We have to get educated and understand what has happened and where we've been to understand where we are and where we're going. Number two, we have to get pissed off, man. Like, it's not enough for status quo, right? And number three, we have to get organized. We have to find other people that we work with and that we care about and we love. We have to find intimacy and truth and, and, and human connection. I, I, I tell you, I know what you're saying, man. I, I, I feel the exact same way. This is weaponized demoralization. It really is. It's supposed to make you feel alone and terrified. And and I, I think that it's, it's important to call it that. But I think that we can find a way out. I really do. And I have to tell you, so we're going to bring this thing to an end. Um, I hope like hell, man, it's, it's Thursday as we, uh, record this. I hope like hell, something worse doesn't happen. You know,
1: I, I, I just,
0: I, I just, I hope like hell something worse doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. and, And I don't even want to get into what that could be because it's too, too, too dark. It's too dark. It's too dark.
0: It's too dark. And, and we can't do that yet. So we are hoping like hell that we don't have to do some sort of emergency podcast or something along those lines. Let's get through a weekend and let's just show these cowards that they're wrong.
1: But, but know this, uh, you know, th- th- this isn't really going to stick for them either. This the patriotic nope. stuff. It's going to go away too. It's not going to give them the bump they're looking for. They're looking for the bump, right? They're looking for the, the post convention bump. They didn't get from the convention. And, right. um, and, and once they find it, you know, like the Hillary emails must've done that and they were able to grip onto that. So that's the problem is that I don't, this is not going to be it. And, and, and I God, God knows what that might be and how bad it's going to be that they all get so desperate to, and that will work. But, man, it's it's a little bit scary to think about.
0: Yeah, no, it totally is. And what's even scarier is knowing that Trump and Barr are willing to do it. Yeah. I mean, they they are. They're, man, they're willing to sterilize immigrants for no reason besides the fact that they believe that they're superior to them. It's the most disgusting detestable thing and we're better than this we are so much better than this and 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 we can defeat this i just want to leave on that note we can defeat this um okay until next time you can find nick at can you hear me smh you can find me at jy sexton Um, yeah let's let's do better this weekend let's all be safe out there